0: Praise the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. It's just something about going home, amen. My. I just love noise. Because it's the sound of freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the sound of freedom. When you hear the noise of the saints, the price has been paid, the chains have been loosed, the door has been opened, you're free, you're free, the blood has made us free, hallelujah, God's word don't lie, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. To do. <laughs> Praise
0: Hallelujah. the Lord.
1: What a privilege it is to serve Him. Amen. And to know the truth. Isn't it, is it? It's just wonderful. To know the truth. Amen. Did He keep His word to us? He said, You shall know the truth. Amen. And He kept that word to us. And we know the truth. Amen. Amen. The world's in. Can't, they don't even know what to believe they don't even know what bathroom to use they've just gone into insanity it's the truth for you know if you ever notice the waterfall if, uh, when you're going down the river and you get close to where the waterfall is the the water gets faster and it gets more violent it's a sign you're near the falls and you see the insanity and the violence and the anger It's a sign that the judgment is upon this nation, please. And they're swiftly moving towards that now, and they must come in under the spirit of destruction before destruction can come. But we're not under a spirit of destruction. We are under a spirit of deliverance. Hallelujah. And that deliverance, amen, it's not taking us across the sea. It's taking us home. Back to where we come from. Amen, because the revelation has struck our heart. Our genetics has told us so. Amen. Our DNA says we come from God. Amen. We're a part of God, and we can no more fail than God can fail. Amen. Does this trip? Yes. Does this stumble? Yes. But the real me cannot fail. Amen. Hallelujah, and he will bring this body under subjection to the place that the very atoms of my body will obey the spoken word of a son, hallelujah, the spoken word of a son of God, amen, who knows this position and can stand there and say, thus saith the word of God, amen, Amen. we're overcomers, friends, amen, 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 they're coming into their own. They're doing what they said they would do. They're doing what the Bible said, but so are we. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn with us to the book of, of Psalms. Uh, we can say amen and go home. man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I feel like I've done that church. Amen. Praise God. Just so grateful to his mercy and his grace and... Uh, the wonderful testimonies we heard from the, the service the other night and different ones that the Lord had touched and just so he's just so wonderful amen and the rest of you just keep believing amen he never said did you feel it but he did say did you believe it amen it's like we said the other night and uh, it just struck my heart but it, it was but it's true it'd be uh so well you know maybe someday god will heal me but see the reality of it is you're already healed the word says you're already healed uh, it'd be like me saying uh, uh, y'all pray for me i'm getting old you say buddy look in the mirror you're already old it's not something it's something that it already is and that's the same way with our healing it's already been purchased for you and it belongs to every one of us it's the children's bread amen if you have your Bibles not turn with us to the book of Psalms. We want to read from chapter 37, starting at verse 23. We greet you in the name of the Lord and just kind of an honor to be with you once again. Desire your prayers. We're traveling down to Brother David Silers this weekend for service down there. And then we leave uh, next Friday for Poland. And then we come back from Poland. We'll be in North Carolina. And then from North Carolina, we'll be in Montana. And then from Montana to Missouri. And so we just desire your prayer. But, The Lord would just help us if we could just say something to help someone. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Psalms 37 verse 23 and 24. The Bible says this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. And though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Amen. Let's bow our heads. I want to speak to you tonight for just a few minutes on with his hand. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love you this evening. Lord, we're just so grateful for your word. Lord, that you by your grace, Lord, as... Reveal to us your truth, Lord. Father, these things, Lord, that we look at and that we rejoice in and feed upon. Has been given by your hand, Lord. Now we thank you for that. As I heard the prophet tell a man the other day, God's fed you every bite of food you've ever ate. Lord, we're so grateful for that, Father. That when we could not take care of ourselves. You took care of us, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to serve you, Lord. And we ask you to take this simple thought tonight and just comfort the hearts of your children, Lord. And Father, there'd be some here, God, maybe they're weary, Lord, but may they just realize tonight, God, that, Lord, we're not out here on our own, but we're actually in your hands, Lord. Yes. Father, we believe that tonight. Bless your children, Lord, the sick. Among us, Lord, the prayer request that we have, God, you see the brother there in Alaska, Lord, we got the text and struggling, Lord, with a suicide spirit, may you just go to and help the young man, Lord, we pray, Father, Lord, be mindful, Brother Joe Pewitt lost his brother in an accident, Lord, just a few days ago, comfort the family, Father, others on our prayer list that sent text, God, may you move for them, Lord, may we hear a good report, we pray. We just love you tonight to commit this service into your hands for your glory. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's just bow our heads once more. We have a prayer request here for Brother Andrew Glover's mom was just in a car wreck and they've taken her to the hospital. So let's just pray. Heavenly Father, God. Lord, you see this need right now. We just ask, Lord, that your spirit would go to our, our sister, Lord. Just touch her, dear God. May there be no ill effects from this, Lord. May the, whatever the need would be, dear God, we know that you're able to move upon it, Father. And we just pray, Lord, that you comfort the family. And Lord, we, we know how it is our, ourself, Lord, when you get the report of a wreck, God. It's just things that go through your mind, Lord. But, Father, we just pray, may you comfort the family, comfort them, Lord. and May there be a great testimony because we serve an awesome God. We just commit this into your hands for your glory. In Jesus' name. And the bride says. Amen. God bless you saints. You may be seated tonight. Though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Now that word upholdeth it means to support. Uh, to refresh or to revive. Or to sustain. So the Bible says that God refreshes us with his hand. He revives us with his hand. And he sustains us with his hand. Amen. And Brother Benjamin said here on this thought of sustain, And I'd just like to share this quote with you. He said, these things said the faithful and true witness. Now I want to show you what I find in the thought of faithful. You know, we often talk about a great unchanging God. Whose word does not change. And when we speak of him after that manner, we often get a view of him that makes him seem impersonal. It's as though God made the whole universe and all the laws that pertain to it, and then he stood back and become a, a, a great impersonal God. Yeah. It's as though God made a way of salvation for lost mankind and that way being the cross. And then when the death of Christ has atoned for our sins and his resurrection has gave us an open door to him, that God just folded his arms and stood back. It's as if we majored in believing in a great creator who, having created, lost personal interest in his creation now I say that is how too many people are apt to think that God would do this great thing and and open a door of salvation and then he would just stand back and fold his arms and there would nothing be, he would not be a personal God to us but he would be an impersonal God, just a, a God that's great, a God that's awesome but a God that maybe we don't really know anything about or that we never had a really a personal relationship or, or to know him on a personal basis and he said that's how so many people apt to think because we get in our mind that this God is so great and that we're so little that he really well, he maybe doesn't have time for me oh he's got time for this one and he's got time for that one and he done a great thing for this brother and he delivered this sister from cancer but this is me and i'm a little nobody and people get that in their mind they'll acknowledge god is great they'll acknowledge that he's a mighty creator and he opened a way of salvation but he's become an impersonal god to them and brother bram said that's how many people are apt to think So if you're thinking that way tonight, I've got a word for you. The prophet said that's wrong thinking. So if you feel that way tonight, that you know that maybe God ain't got no time for you, you're thinking the devil's thoughts. You're letting the devil lie to you because God is not an impersonal God. God is a personal God. He said that's wrong thinking for God is governing the affairs of his men right now. He is both creator and sustainer. So not only did God create us and create this plan, but that same God is actually sustaining us. We are living off the breast of our Sharia, drinking in the vitamins that we need to fulfill the word that's spoken of us, amen. Amen. He's a personal God. It's not. He's not a hands-off God. But I want you to understand tonight, God's not standing with His arms folded, but you're actually in His hands. To revive you, to refresh you, to sustain you. You know, I remember a few years ago, and I know I've told this year before, but we were hiking up on Rough Ridge. And we was coming back down the mountain and Allie was right behind me and there was a rock kind of a little bit up like this and I'd step down off of it and the clouds and everything was wet. And so here come Allie down through there. And just as she got within my reach, I really don't know why, but I just kind of reached out and grabbed her hand. And I no sooner got a hold of her hand that her feet went out on this wet rock that she was coming down on. And her feet flew out from under her and the horror in her eyes as she was in the air. But I had her hand and I just brought her down and set her right in front of me. Probably what's wrong with my back, I don't know. But, but, I, just, but I just brought her down and set her right in front of me. And for the horror on her face, it turned to a big smile. And I looked at her and I said, ain't you glad daddy's got a hold of your hand? And she gave this big smile. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, ain't she glad, Daddy, got a hold of your hand? <laughs> and on down through the woods she went, you see. You see, Allison had a hold of something that had a hold of her. Amen. She might have in her fear. Of falling, a fear of maybe breaking something, to let go and to use that hand that I had a hold of. She might have wanted to resist, or perhaps, you know, I, maybe I need to break my fall and would try to break that grip. Right. But even though she might have had thoughts of letting go of me, right. oh, I wasn't letting go of her. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. And that's the way it goes that's the way it is with God you might get scared you might get discouraged you might try to let go of God thinking I could do this better on my own but it's like the song says mercy says no I'm not gonna let you go I'm not gonna let you slip away there's no need to be afraid because we are in his hands The Bible said, He upholdeth us with His hands. Amen. Think of that tonight, that you're in the hands of God. We're not in an organization. We're not in a denomination. We're not in a man-made religion. We're not in a cult. We are in His hands. The hands of the... Hallelujah, the hands of the creator who hung the moon and the stars and knows every star by name. You are in his hands. But I don't feel it. I don't feel like that. What's that got to do with it? Your feelings will lie to you. Huh? She might have had thoughts. Well, you know, I, 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 I need to protect myself. I, I, you know, I need to break this fall. She might have had thoughts of letting go. There's a better way. There's another way to do this. But I wasn't letting go of her. You know why? Because she was mine. Oh, hallelujah. My genetics and her genetics match Amen. Amen. Do your DNA sometime if you're brave. <laughs> see where you come from. The natural body. See where you make. My goodness, I can go to any continent on earth and be at home. That's just who I am. That's in the natural, but in the spiritual. I've got a spiritual DNA. Amen. Amen my lineage goes back to God I come from God I'll go back to God because I was in His thinking before that was the world he put my name on the book the color of my eyes, the color of my hair he even knew my name, amen before there was even a star (laughs) Hallelujah I am a part of God and he will take care of his own the prophet of God said you've seen him Hallelujah, you've seen him as a healer watch him as a warrior God will fight for his people (laughs) Amen. We are of his tribe. We are of his race. We speak his language. Hallelujah. Mm. Jesus said in St. John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. That ought to make you feel good. And give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. No man will pluck them out of my hand. That's verse 27. Verse 27, I know them, they follow me. Verse 28, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Verse 29, my Father which gave them me is greater than all. i like to say amen to that. And no man is able. Oh God, are you hearing what Jesus is saying? neither no man can pluck them out of my hand then he comes back in verse 29 and he says it again just in case you didn't hear him he comes back and says it again he said i'm telling you no man is able no man is able to take them out of my hand Oh, hallelujah, no 8th day messenger, no call, come on somebody, no some other messenger, no organization, no denomination shall put them out of my hand. They are in my hands to stay. Oh, glory to God. No man is able, no man is able. Well the doctor says it's bad, no man is able. Well, the devil said, "No man is able to pluck them out of my hand. Nothing, nothing, OT N-O-T-H, thing, nothing can get them out of his hand. <laughs> Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Then what are you worried about? Well, I'm having a trial. Can't take him out of his hand. Well, I'm going through a hard time. That may be true. But your hard time cannot get you out of his hand. We are under his wings. Wings, same thing as hands. We're under his wings. Amen. What a peace there is in knowing your helped. In the hands of the master my goodness I don't know if we're getting that or not we're in his hands we're in his hands what a peace there is knowing that you're helped in the master's hands under his wings you know here a few years ago they had a fire out in Colorado and when the fire burnt through the woods, there was a ranger walking through the woods, and he come up on a bird. And the bird was laying at the base of a tree, and its wings were spread out like this, and it was burnt until it was petrified. The ranger said when he looked at that bird, it almost made him sick. It was burnt so bad. And he said, I don't know why I done it. He said, but I just got a stick, and I reached underneath the wings. said, I flipped the bird over, and when I did, underneath that bird was six little chicks. And what that bird, oh, glory to God, I feel like speaking Apache. What that little bird done, what that mother bird done, she gathered her little ones at the foot of a tree and spread her wings and brought them under her wings. And she put her back to the fire and she gave her life for her little ones. And that's a great thing. But i tell you something greater. Christ, oh, hallelujah, he brought us to the foot of Calvary and he put his back between me and the fire of God's wrath. And he He took my pain, he took my sin, he took my judgment, and he gave his life that I could live, because he gathered me under his wings. Amen! Well, you're just preaching about salvation, I know, ain't it wonderful? I hope I never lose the feel of it. (laughs) Woo, I'm going to need that body change. You know, I'm at that age in my life, Brother Jackie. When I lose things in my pocket. (laughs) I lost keys the other day. I looked everywhere for those keys. And I finally found them. In my pocket. If you ain't there yet, hang on, you will be. <laughs> well, glory. Thank you, buddy. If you go to Walmart, maybe y'all don't do this. If you don't, maybe you can help me out. But I'll go to Walmart and I said no, my keys are in this pocket. So I put everything I can carry in this hand, so when I get to the car, I can get the keys out and unlock the door. But when I get up to the car, I put my hand in the pocket. The keys ain't in that pocket, they're in this pocket. So I have to change hands and go in. So the next time I go back to Walmart, I remember that. So I carry everything in this hand because I put them in my left pocket because I'm left-handed. And I go to Walmart and I come out carrying everything I can carry in my left hand so I can get my keys can I get down to the car? No, not in this pocket. They're in the other pocket. Can I get an amen for somebody? So do you know what I do now? I just carry them in my hand. Because when I carry them in my hand, I know exactly where they're at. Amen Notice in Revelation 1 16 He that had in his right hand seven stars And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword And his countenance was as the sun Shineth in his strength Revelation 2 1 says unto the angel Of the church of Ephesus Write these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars In his right hand who walketh in the midst Of the seven golden, golden candlesticks Notice where these messengers are They were not in his pocket Are you listening to me? They were not in his pocket. They were not home in the safety deposit box. They were not up on the shelf. But where was these messengers? Where was these seven stars? They was in his hand. Amen. They was in his right hand. To be in his hand is to be in his presence. Let me say that again. To be in God's hand is to be in his presence. To feel his warmth. To feel his touch, amen. Hallelujah. To be in his hand is to be in his consciousness. Yes. To be in his hand is to be in his protection. Yes. What comforting words to know. I'm not in God's pocket. I'm not in God's safety deposit box. Amen. I'm not up on God's shelf. But I'm actually in His hand. Oh, Amen. 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 Brother Darren, where do you reckon you're at? I know where I'm at. Sure. I'm in His hand. Amen. I'm in the hand of God. Huh? Hallelujah. Does that mean you never stumble? No, the Bible didn't even say that. Do we stumble? Sure. We all stumble. But that don't mean he's not still in his hand. Did you hear me tonight? Huh? How many when your kids was little and you were helping them through to Walmart or wherever you was going and you had them in your hand and they fell right in front of you? It doesn't mean we're out of his hand. <laughs> Amen. Think of that. These seven messengers, the seven stars, the seven messengers, the seven in the right hand of God. You think, my goodness, that's wonderful. Amen. They can point, Brother Brennan can say, I'm in the right hand of God. I really can say, I'm in the right hand of God. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Because the Bible said that. Amen. They were only saying what, well, you're trying to put more on you than what you are. He was only saying what the word said. It's not arrogant to say what the word says. Matter of fact, the more revelation, the more humble you become. You think, my goodness, to be in this hell, brother, that's wonderful. Could it really be that we are actually in his hand? Well, let me read you another quote, if I may. Patma's vision, talking about this comfort that nothing... Nothing could take these messengers out of his hand. Sorrow, pain, strife, hunger, nakedness, tribulation, sorrow, persecution. Nothing, he said. Nothing is able to separate them from the love of God. Nothing could pluck those messengers out of his hand. That's what he said. No matter how bad it got, how hard it got, how dark it got, how much they were persecuted, nothing could get them out of his hand. You think, oh my God, to be one of those messengers, to be one of those messengers to look into the Word and say, I'm in the right hand of God. Yes, sir. But here's the rest of it: Patma's vision, discomfort, and it is comfort. Amen. It made me feel good just to study it. Amen. Yeah. This comfort is not for the seven church age messengers only. Every true believer. Well, we got a few here tonight. Every true believer. Are you a believer? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Every true believer is in the hand of God. Brother Darrell, where was brother Branham in the hand of god where are you in the hand of god every true believer is in the hand. it don't say their award it don't have to it says believer and i am a believer how do you know you're a believer because i believe every true believer is in the hand of god and can draw from his love and power and receive the full benefit of all that God is to the believer. You talk about assurance. They ain't no deductible on this policy. This is not pays out a partial payout. Oh no, this is full benefits. Every true believer is in the hand of God. And can draw and receive the full benefits of all that God is to the believer. What God gives the messenger and how he blesses and uses the messenger is an example yeah. Amen. to all believers Amen. of his goodness and care. To all members of his body. I just love that quote. You need to put that on your refrigerator. You can draw full benefits of all God. is. What is God to the believer? He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a Holy Ghost giver. He's an Elijah sender. He's a body transformer. He's a rapture maker. He's the way maker. He's the light in the darkness. He's the promise keeper. That's our God. That's our God. That's who he is. And you can have full benefits of everything that God is. When Jesus died at Calvary and paid the price, every redemptive blessing, every redemptive blessing belongs to the believer. Let the devil rob you of none of it. We can have this confidence. But I just don't know. No, you're listening to the devil. We can have this confidence about the Word of God because there's one thing we do know about God's Word God's Word does not lie Amen. that's real good in the age of fake news it's good to have some good news some true news some real news and the real news is God can not lie so that tells me he is not a politician Amen. God cannot lie. Amen. Oh God! Then anything that God says to us, anything that God promises us, anything that God gives us in His Word, we can hang our souls on Amen. it. Amen. Amen. Emotions and sensations and all those things—they can get you caught up in some big things. You can have chill bumps that looks like warts on a pickle or whatever, and not even be God, just the air conditioner. But the word of God will never lie to you. It'll never lie to us. Then we can hang our soul on what God says in his word. What God said he would do, he will do it. I'm the Lord thy God who healeth. That even includes Alzheimer's. I've seen a thing the other day on the news somewhere said, "Will they ever find a cure to Alzheimer's?" That they already have. It's Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Is that not well, brother? Dale? They can't find no cure. He's already. He is the cure. Oh, hallelujah! Romans three four says, "God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar." As it's written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. God's word will do exactly what it says it will do. And every word of I said it here before, but it's worth repeating again. Every word of God is just as true as every word of God. Amen. It's either all right or it's it's all wrong. We can have this confidence. That the word of God will not fail. Amen. Heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never fail. Amen. It ever remains true. You know, I, I, was, I was up in Alaska here just a week or so ago in those meetings up there. And I wanted to see the blue sky. I've never been to Alaska up, up in Chivak in the summer. I've always been there in January and February. You're talking about cold, So I said, I want to come when it's warm. I want to see the grass. I want to see the tundra. So I go up there wanting to see the sun. (laughs) I might've got a glimpse of it one time. The clouds and it rained. The four wheelers and driving and the people coming with mud all over them just trying to get into the meeting. So I went out to get on the plane and I thought, I'm going to see the sun. In a few minutes. And we got on that plane, Brother Terry. You flew, you know, you've been in the Air Force. everybody said ever flew knows that. that. That cloud bank can be there. And the more you climb, and the higher you climb, and the higher you climb. And all of a sudden, poof, you pop through the clouds. And guess what? The sun is shining. The sky was blue, the sun was bright. But guess what? It was always there. The Word of God is an absolute, no matter how dark, how gloomy, how rainy, come on somebody. The Word of God is an absolute. When you're anchored in that Word, it may be the darkest day, but in the Word there is light. The sun is always shining. It's the absolute. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah fifty-five, eleven says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. I said, my word will accomplish what I send it to do. Then we can rest in the word of God. Knowing that it's exactly as it says that it is. Amen. Amen. It's exactly the way it says it is. You see, somebody called me today. they said, "Have you been looking at this doctor that's going around, you've been looking at this doctor and that's going around?" And I said, "I don't have time to look at all that stuff. If I want to look at anything, I want to look at the truth." Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right. Huh? I ain't going to spend my time studying the counterfeit. I'm going to look at the real 20. If you know the real 20, the counterfeit automatically shows up. Come on, somebody. Stay with the word. Don't get caught up in all this finagle. Don't get caught up in all this excitement. Excitement will cause you to do things you wish you hadn't done. But stay with the word. Amen. For the word of God is the absolute in this hour. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We can rest in the Word of God knowing it's exactly the way it says it is. If we be the children of God, our life is in His hands. Our life is in the hands of God who orders our footsteps. The footsteps of the righteous is ordered of the Lord. That's That's what the Bible says. Your steps are ordered. Then no matter what we face in life, God's got it all in control. We are in His hands. We are in His hands and our steps are ordered of Him. I know the thoughts I think told you saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. The Amplified Bible says to give you. To show you your final outcome. To bring you to the place. To bring you to the place that God had in His mind of you when He thought of you. If God thought of the color of your hair, and God thought of the color of your eyes, and God thought your name before there was ever a start, don't you think He thought exactly where He would place you? He knew exactly, He knew you wouldn't be in Wesley's day, He knew you wouldn't be in Luther's day, but He put you here in this day. You're here because He ordered your footsteps to be here. And He didn't put us here to fail. He did not put us here to fail, but He put us here to overcome. But I don't feel like it. So? I feel like preaching tonight, but what's that got to do with it? Amen. Amen. Every morning when I get out of bed, it ain't nothing but a groan. That's all I can do to get up out of bed, to get going. But I go into the bathroom, I got a mirror there, and I got wrote on that mirror. God is my healer. The pain don't mean nothing. The stiffness don't mean nothing. Come on, somebody. God's Word says I'm already healed. And I will testify of it. I will stay on it until my body obeys my confession. Hallelujah. Because that... That's more real than the symptom. This, oh God, thank you, Lord. This is more real than the symptom. This is more real than the pain. For pain and symptoms will pass away. But this will never fail. Amen. Then we can stay with this for our children, for our health, for the Holy Ghost, for whatever you have need of. Well, I prayed for my kids that got worse. Good. That's a good sign. Don't let the devil bluff you. Amen. You see, even Satan knows. Think about this. Satan knows that God keeps his word. He knows that. He tries to convince you that he don't. Ain't that funny? How he knows what the answer is, but he tries to give you a different answer? Sounds to me like that's somebody that don't want you to succeed. Sounds <laughs> to me like that's somebody that don't want you to overcome. When they know the real answer, but they try to give you a different answer. Oh, your case is too bad. The doctor said it's the worst one. I think they say that because the insurance pays more. I'm not sure. Don't worry about what the doctors say. Has anybody ever been to the doctor and the doctor told you something wrong? Yeah. I went here not long ago, went in there and they called me a complete different name. That'll make you look for the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Jones, we're going to take you. You ain't getting my gallbladder. Right I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for doctors, friends. But they've got their limits. But Dr. Jesus has no limits. <laughs> Even Satan knows that the word of God is true. Notice in the temptation of Jesus. We've got to notice now. Satan took him up on the pinnacle of the temple of the church. Took him high up. And notice what he says to him. He says, and he said unto Jesus, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up. Least at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Notice Satan wasn't questioning the word. He was actually quoting the word. He was quoting Psalms. How many knows he was quoting Psalms? So he wasn't arguing that the word wouldn't do that. That wasn't Satan's argument. notice. He wasn't questioning the word, he was questioning Jesus. For he said, if thou be the Son of God. Because if you're the Son of God, this is what the word says will happen to the Son of God. And if that's who you are, then that's what'll happen. Oh We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by our testimony. Well, you and I both know there's nothing wrong with the blood of the Lamb. Then if we're struggling, it must be our testimony. Saying something that the Word don't say. Well, I don't know if I can make it or not. The Word don't say that. Well, I don't know if God loves me or not. The Word don't say that. You're quoting somebody else. Oh, you're quoting somebody else. Let's stay what the word says. The word says, I'm an overcomer. The word says, I'm predestined. The word said, Behold, I send you Elijah. Did he do it? He wasn't questioning the word. He never said the word was wrong. He just said, Are you that person? If you're that person, then this is what the word says will happen. So in other words, the Bible said, they shall lay their hands on the sick. And they shall recover. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now that's what the Word says. So Satan won't argue whether that Word's correct or not. He knows that's true. But what does he try to question you? Are you the believer? If thou be the believer... For the word says, the believer shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. If thou be the believer. Because all he wants to do, brother Keith, is put a question in your mind. Just that little seed of doubt. That one little word, if. Think of it, friends. Then we can rest on the word of God, knowing. That it is the absolute. If God, think about this. If God loved us enough to reveal his word to us. Think about this. If God cared for you and I enough to go into the back part of his mind. And take the mysteries that prophets of old desired to look at and never had the privilege. And he's broke those mysteries to you and I. And allowed us to go into the back part of his mind. Do you think he would have done that if he didn't love you? Do you think He would have done that if He didn't have a purpose for you, a plan for you, if your footsteps wasn't ordered? So if He's letting us know these things, there's a reason He wants us to know who we are. Then God loved us enough to reveal His Word to us. Then He loves us enough to heal us. He loves us enough to save us. He loves us enough to give us the Holy Ghost. He loves us enough to send us Elijah. He loves us enough to change our bodies. He loves us enough to take us in our rapture. And what does that produce? It's a love affair. So many people fail because they try to live the message by law. It's not a message of law. It is a message of grace. It's not how much you can know. It's not how much you can quote. It's how much you can love. The world will know that we are Christians, not by our belt buckle, but by our love. And the love that the Father has for us, it provides a love that we have for Him. And that perfect love casts out all fear. You're not scared about nothing. You're just resting. Well, I might backslide tomorrow. I, I may backslide next week. I'm not worried about that, the prophet said. I'm not trying to hold on to Him. He held on to me. He put a love in my heart that holds there. If it's him holding me, it's not me holding him. If it was me holding him, I probably would have turned loose. But the mystery of it is, it's not me trying to, oh, well, if I can just hang on to the if I, It's not me hanging on. It's him hanging on to me. Oh, thank you, Lord. He's not in my hands. I'm in his hands. After Jess was hurt I went back to work, I worked at the VA there in surgery with Dr. Goulden. I guess he's, he's gone to glory now, Dr. Goulden. But he came up to me and said, Ward, I want to ask you something. He said, I've seen you come in so tired from preaching you couldn't put one foot in front of the other. He said, after all that that you did and all that traveling and then God let this happen to your family, he said, did you keep your religion? I said, no, Dr. Goulden, I did not keep my religion. My religion kept me. <laughs> The trials and things It's not us It's the overcomer in us Amen Amen. As long as he's holding me The prophet said As long as he's holding me He'll never turn loose He promised he wouldn't I'll never leave thee Nor forsake thee He that heareth my word And believeth on him Hath everlasting life And shall not come into condemnation But is passed from death Unto life You see before you can have faith You've got to have something To have faith in I tell you, go out there, go out there in the parking lot, lay your hand on my car, and you'll get healed. You, you, you won't do that. There's no virtue in that. Huh? So faith has to have an anchor. Faith ain't up. Well, glory to God, I got prayed for. I feel so good, and then next day I feel real good, and then the next day, well, I, nothing really happened, and then the next day, nothing's really changed, and then by the weekend, come on, come on, it's wrong. That's wrong? Right. You'll never. Get well doing that. I don't care if it's two weeks and nothing's happened. Stay with the Word. Amen. Our faith's not anchored on our emotions; it's not anchored on our symptoms. Well, the symptom, the swelling's going down. That must been... no matter of fact. You'll find sometimes you'll get sicker before you get better. Man, Do you love him? There's no virtue in it. Faith has to have a resting place. And what more can you trust in faith in, than you can the word of the living God? Where else can you put your faith other than the word of the living God who's created the powers of the almighty? What more can we put our hope in? Therefore, it makes you look different. It makes you act different. You're looking for God to fulfill his promise with difficulties arise like we have now. It's an anchor. The word of God is an anchor in a time where so many are drifting towards the falls, they have no purpose, they are nothing but the walking dead, I told my wife the other day, I said people are actually walking around dead and they don't even know if the Bible said a woman that lives in pleasure is dead while she
0: yet liveth
1: They're nothing but walking dead They have no purpose They have no thought They're just drifters Drifters on the sea of life No anchor No pilot to guide them But glory to God You and I My brother my sister God has gave us an anchor God has gave us a holding place in Him It's the word of God It's the word of God That's what we're anchored to it's something that holds you. It's something that you're tied to. It's a promise that we've been tied to the Word of God. Amen. Amen. The anchor is the absolute for the ship in the time of a storm. Right. Amen. 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 So we leave the Word, this Bible, the Word of God. Therefore, you can hang your soul upon any part of it, any phase of the Word. We can hang our souls upon the Word of God. It's so the only way you can have faith, Faith has to have an anchor place somewhere. It must anchor on a place. And nothing could be more solid than the Word of God because the Word is God. That's what the Bible teaches. Therefore, when God says anything in here, a believer can punctuate the Word with an amen. And God likes for us to amen His Word. What did the prophet of God say? It pleases God when we keep His Word. Did not the Bible say that Enoch was not because he was translated, but before this translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How do we please God? By keeping his word. Amen. Amen. Abraham was a hundred-year-old. Can you imagine him going to the doctor and telling him, I'm going to be a daddy? He said, You sit right here, we'll get that little jacket, buddy. You want something to drink? <laughs> You just be real calm now. We're going to, we're going to take care of you. They said he was crazy. Well, they say the same thing about you and I. They say we're crazy. They say we're a cult. They say we've lost their mind. But the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God will always bear witness with the Word that no matter what raises up in these ranks, no matter what somebody raises up and tries to preach, take it back to the Word. Amen. Amen. The things we do, the way we live, it's crazy to the world. But it's an expression of our faith. Just like the anchors, the absolute to the ship. In the time of storm, the ship can be sailing in the sea. The anchor's out in front of it. That big old anchor. They say, why do you need that thing? Why do you need to dress like that? Huh? Why, do you need to, why do you need to pray? Why do you need to abstain from those things? Huh? But they don't understand. Why do you need that? Why do you need to live that way? Why do you need to act that way? Why do you pray? Why do you read your Bible? Why do you go to church when you can stay home and why? It's strange to them. It looks ugly out there on the front of the boat. But why do we do these things? It is our anchor. It's the expression of our faith. We do this because we believe this is pleasing to God. Amen. Well, I carry the excess weight, the mighty anchor, but you see when the storms come, the raging storms, the prophets, rips up the sea to throw the vessel into the bank. But the anchor holds somewhere out yonder. They drag it on the bottom till it grabs something unseen for it, and it hangs on. The anchor holds somewhere yonder, but it's tight, and the ship and the waves are tossing, but it's got an anchor. Amen. It's not the ship holding the anchor, it's the anchor holding the ship. And that's the way it is when a man is tied to Christ. He didn't say we wouldn't have storms. He didn't say there wouldn't be wind. He didn't say there wouldn't be waves. He just said you've got an anchor. Amen. And it's not you holding the anchor. It's the anchor holding you. Amen. Do you love he upholds us in his hands. This comfort is not to the seven church age messengers only. He's our sustainer. He's our sustainer. I, f- I felt this today. I thought it was so good. Listen to this. It just touched my heart. I said, How do you do, lady? You believe with all your heart. You've been full of sorrow, haven't you? You're real nervous. You're broke down. You just lost someone. Your husband. That's right. Don't worry. It's just, That just touched my heart. A woman lost her husband. She's nervous, upset, scared. The breadwinner was gone. The caretaker was gone. Her life, maybe maybe 50 years, I don't know, 45 years, 37, of a marriage. And now he's gone. And she stands before the prophet. He said, you've had a lot of sorrow. You're full of sorrow. You're real nervous. You're broke down. You just lost someone. Your husband. That's right. And then he says these words. Don't worry. God's with you. He promised to be a sustainer for you. Don't be nervous. He holds everything in his hand, including her. Don't worry. He's with you, he's a sustainer for you. He said he would sustain you. Don't be nervous. He holds everything in his hand, sister dear. He loves you and he'll bless you. I'm sure. These words of comfort is not to the seven church-age messengers only. But every true believer is in the hand of God and can draw from his love and his power and receive full benefits of all that God is to the believer. The what God gives the messenger. <laughs> and we know there's only one brother. There's only one messenger to the age. We know those things. But the love he showed the prophet, the way he dealt, the way he came to the prophet and helped the prophet, and he does you the same way. Remember the black woman in Memphis, that the boy, he, he got out and got syphilis and he was dying. And she said, Lord, I was like the shooting my woman. I couldn't have a child. You gave me a child, tried to raise me, got out and got in trouble. She said, Lord, if I'd be like the shooting my woman, where's your Elijah? And she went to sleep and had a dream. She saw him walking down the road with a satchel. The dream was so real she got up and went to the fence and waited all morning for the prophet to come. Now for people that think that thus saith the Lord is just to the prophet. When the prophet said the bride will have thus saith the Lord to keep still. And those who think that God only speaks to the prophet and God only shows the prophet. Who told that woman that? Because when he'd come walking by, she was standing there. Her back was wet from the dew. He tipped his hat to her. She said, morning, parson. He said, how'd you know I was a parson? She said, not only that, sir, I knew you was coming. She said, you're supposed to have a satchel. Amen. <laughs> Who told her that? Come on, somebody. The, the way he blesses and uses the messenger. What he gives the messenger, how he blesses and uses the messenger is an example to all believers of his goodness and his care to all members of his body. Now we'll close. We'll close with this. You think about it just for a minute. Now we must make up our mind. You see, you are the jury Because there's two voices here tonight One is telling you that God's word don't change And that you're you're a receiver of the full benefits of all that God has for the believer There's another voice here telling you it's not for you The voice that says it's not for you has a vote The voice that says it's for you has a vote So the vote's tied But there's one vote left That's yours So you are the jury, and you must reach a verdict. Is God's word true, or is God's word don't work for us no more? Now we can say anything with our mouth, but it's how we live when we go out the door. That's the real verdict. Amen. So then you and I must decide. And we have got a cloud of witnesses around us. That God keeps his word. So the witnesses testify. That God absolutely, we can we spend the rest of the night, let people come up, give testimonies of what God done for them. Right here in this assembly. People healed of cancer. People healed of cataracts. People healed of arthritis. All kinds of sons and children coming back to them. Is that true, friends? But you see, Satan... When people come up and get prayed for And I've, I, I guess I have prayed for thousands Some of these other brothers They'll, they'll tell you oh, Over 30 years of ministry I guess I have prayed for thousands of people And you can see people will come up And seem like they're, they they're, they'll want to grab a hold of something And if it don't happen the way they think it should happen I've seen it on their face But you see it don't come the way you want it to come It comes according to God's word And so the devil will tell us, now, I'm, can, I, can I just have just a few minutes, we'll close. So the devil will try to tell us because we didn't get the sensation we thought we should get. Or we didn't scream because the sister beside us screamed. Then we must not have got something. I've seen it. I've seen you call prayer lines and people, maybe one or two people get in line, maybe four people. The third person will scream or fall out. Immediately the prayer line fills up. It's like God just came there when that person screamed, though he was there the whole time. The woman screaming didn't bring him on the scene. Come on, somebody. But what Satan will try to tell us, because it don't happen the way we think it should happen, then we didn't get it. Well, my arm was crippled. And I went up and got prayed for, and it's still crippled, so I must not have got it. The crippledness has nothing to do with it. But what Satan will try to tell us, because it didn't happen when we thought it should happen, Friends, I'm a witness to it. Up there in Ohio, when the woman had the tumor behind her ear, I just thought that tumor should fall off in the floor. And when it didn't, I was highly disappointed. But God taught me a great lesson. And I even was talking to Brother David. I said, David, I don't understand why that tumor did not fall off in the floor. That woman's faith was so great. And the next day or so later, I got a text from Wayne Lawson. He's up there and said, tell Brother Darrell two days after he prayed for me, the tumor fell off on the floor because it don't happen when you think it should happen. It happens in God's time. But God's time is the right time. Just be found believing. Just be found testifying. Because when that thing comes back, if it finds you praising God, it cannot come back. Amen. Let me show you what I mean now. Bram says, The outside world wants you to believe. Listen to this quote. The outside world wants you to believe as soon as you lay hands on them. And you must, the crippled leg must be straight. And you must jump up and down. Now that's what the outside world believes, that as soon as you're prayed for a crippled leg, that that person should jump up and down, the leg be straightened out, and they're healed. That's what the outside world wants you to believe. But there's a difference between a miracle and a healing. The outside world wants you to believe, as soon as you lay hands, that they must, the crippled leg must be straight and you must jump up and down. But he never said that, he never promised that. Are you listening to me? He said the prayer of faith shall save the sick and God will raise them up. But he never said when. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He never said when. He said when you pray, believe that you receive it and it shall be given to you. But he never said when. Just be found believing. Just be found resting in his hands and knowing that his word does not fail. So when you're prayed for, for a sickness, you need a job, just confess the job. Just go confess. Just go believe it. You say, Brother, that's so simple. It's always been simple. We just complicated it. Amen. You know, Brother Ben talked about that possum. He said, come up to the door. And he said, he took that rake. He you usually a possum, would play possum. He said, I took that rake and laid it on her. He said, she started fighting that rake, started biting on that rake. He said, at first I thought she had rabies. He said, she's biting on that rake, so fanatic. He said, then I got the look and I said, oh, she don't have rabies. She's a mother. Yeah. Amen. And she was fighting the rake over her little ones. And the prophet said she didn't. She didn't have 30 minutes to live. But she spent the last 30 minutes of her life fighting for her children. Because she was a real mother. That's the love of a mother that would go into a burning building and scar her face. So that her daughter could be beautiful. That's the love of a mother. Anybody can have a child that's able to have a child. But I'm talking about a mother. A real mother. How many knows what I'm talking about? Had that kind of a mother. And yet, and yet, a mother can forget her suckling babe, the prophet said. But Jesus said, I can never forget you. A love greater than a mother's love. He said, I can never forget you. Your names are engraved on the palms of my hands. A mother may forget her suckling babe, but I will never forget you. No matter what you've done, how far back you've gone, how much you've got into, God still loves you. God loves you. Just keep moving on. We're in His hands. Our names are engraved in the palms of His hands. They took the Roman nails. Brothers, come. They took the Roman nails and carved your name in His hands. And every time, Brother Jerry, every time he looks at his hands, he sees you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He sees you. You know they tell me the shepherd, when they brand the sheep, then all the sheep are branded, that they take the shepherd's hand and take that brand and place it in his hand and brand that same mark in the hand of the shepherd. So that if someone tries to come and steal the sheep, he can show them his hand. To say that one belongs to me. And no man can pluck them out of my hands. Amen. The devil's going to try to get you to look at your sickness, he's going to, to you at your he's going to try to get you to look at your fears, he's going to try to get you to look at your problems over the Word of God. But each one of us tonight, you've got to make your verdict. You're the jury tonight on what I've told you, whether it's the truth or not. I've quoted right out of the Bible and right out of the message of what the prophet of God said. That nothing can pluck us out of his hand. So no matter what you're facing tonight, no matter what you're dealing with tonight, it is not greater than your God. Amen. Amen. Somebody's already calling him up. (laughs) You, we're, in, we're in his hands what, a, what brother play something we're in his hands what a wonderful place to be I got so many problems but you're in his hands he never said the road would not be rocky he never said it wouldn't be stormy he never said it wouldn't be storms he just said i gave you an anchor you'll crest every wave you see how much he loves you jesus how much do you love me i love you this much he stretched out his hands he let them take that nail place it in the palm of his hand and ever strike brother Skip it was right in my name it was right in your name my lamb for my healing for the salvation of my children for all that we have need of tonight I'm anchored in him tonight are you? amen is he our healer? Is he our deliverer? Is he our strength? Is he our captain? Is he our bridegroom? Is he our friend? Is he our physician? Is he our all in our all? Without him we can do nothing. But with him we can do all things. For I'm anchored. I'm anchored in Christ Jesus today. God bless you saints. What a wonderful Isn't it just wonderful to know Amen. that we're in his hands? Amen. <laughs> well, Brother Brennan was in his hands. Praise God. I'm glad. But so are you. Amen. Amen. Can you love a God like that tonight? Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Oh, Heavenly Father tonight, Lord, I, I know it's just a simple, just a simple thought, Lord. But it came up on my heart that's coming back out of the backwoods of Arkansas the other day, Lord. Begin to think about these things, God. It brought me such comfort, Lord. You never said I wouldn't have trouble. You just said you'd never leave me, Lord. Father, we can look to you tonight, knowing that your word is true, God. The things that you've written, you'll bankrupt heaven, the prophet said, before you let one promise of your word fail us, Lord. Then tonight, Father, we can take confidence in this knowing that the answer to every problem we have is in this building tonight. You're the answer yesterday, you're the answer today, and if there's a tomorrow, you'll be the answer tomorrow. You're the answer to high blood, low blood, no blood, arthritis, sugar, diabetes, cataracts, menopause, nervousness, mental disorders, You're the answer, Lord, tonight. Alzheimer's, cancer, irritable bowel syndrome, colitis. Oh, God. You're our healer tonight, Lord. You're our deliverer tonight, Lord. Father, not only that, but you gave us a token. Lord, a way out. Oh, bless you people tonight. May they look to you, Lord. Amen.
2: Amen. Daily
1: walking.
2: Close.
1: To him now, just
2: a closer walk with me. Great in Jesus is my.
1: Minute now.
2: Oh great is Jesus is mine. My- Oh, I, I'll be satisfied as
1: long as I walk, let me walk close to Thee. Let's just raise our hands to Him now, just before we go home. Hallelujah,
2: hallelujah. Oh, just a closer walk. i Christ. Oh, he's got it all in control. Oh, he's got it all in control. He's got it all I put my life in His hands He put that reassurance way out in my soul. He's got it all in control. Oh, he's got it all in control. He's got it all in control. Assurance, way down in my soul, He's got it all in control. Oh, I put my life in His hands. I put my life in His hands. Hands. Oh, I put my life in His hands. I put my life in His hands. Every road I walk down, I'm sure is in His plans. I put my life in His hands. I'm so glad that He he got it all in control. He's got it all in control. He's put that reassurance way down in my soul. He's got it all. Amen. How many can say that tonight? Oh. got it all in control. He's put that reassurance way down in my soul. He's got it all in control. The anchor batter back in spite of the soul hallelujah oh do you love him tonight amen
1: amen and amen i'm so glad the anchor holds aren't you amen just go believing just go loving him amen just remember we're one day closer to going home than we was yesterday we'll be one day closer tomorrow amen praise god because there's one thing for sure we're going home amen amen We are going home.
0: Amen. God
1: bless you. Trust we didn't keep you too long. May the Lord bless you. Let's just sing it again as we go. Amen. All hearts clear tonight. Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid to testify. Joshua shouted before the wall ever fell down. Amen. How much can you walk around that wheelchair? How much can you walk around that crippled arm? How much can you just walk around and shout in the victory? Amen. Giving God praise. Amen. Our footsteps are ordered of the Lord and we're in his hands. Amen. Praise God. May the Lord richly bless you. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just love you tonight, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to serve you once again. Lord, the needs that was requested tonight, Father, we just give them into your hands for your glory, expecting great things, Father, and all through the building tonight. Lord, there's other needs, Lord, those who maybe would have come, Lord, but they thought perhaps we was too tired or whatever it would be, God. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus, may you move for every person, every need in the building, God. May it be a great testimony that we serve the living God, Lord. Granted today, Father, I'll never forget many years ago when I wrote in Jessica's book that I can't wait to show the doctors that they were wrong—that we serve a living God. Father, I still stand up on that today, twenty some years later. I still stand up on that promise. Can't wait to show the doctors wrong—that we serve a living God. Oh, hallelujah! Bless your children now. Go with us, Lord. Protect us on the road, Father. The request tonight, may they be met in Jesus' name. We ask these things for Thy glory. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I have fallen, oh, I have
2: fallen down, down, down,
0: down on my
2: knees as I fail.